Mood.tv On today's show, EJ5000 will be showing me the best that Johnstown PA has to offer for 30 minutes. Gregoman is keeping it classy with his rocks glass, and I'm going to be starting and stopping sentences at really awkward times. This is White Wasabi. Intro music here. Ba 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 da ba. Dropping stuff over here. Like it's hot. Like it's hot. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to White Wasabi. With me, as always, EJ5000. What's going on, good sir? How's it going, everybody? Check this out. There's going to be a lot of that this episode, a whole lot of it. Because I'm really excited Ooh. to talk about the surprising episode before the climax of the series. <laughs> word. The Gregoman. What's the good word on your end, sir? Saw the guitar came out, so I slammed down the rest of that whiskey in the rocks glass. <laughs> that was probably a good <laughs> we idea. Are no, we are no longer keeping it classy. I am no longer keeping it classy now, drinking Guinness from a bottle. That's <laughs> still kind of classy. I hate him. I hate him so much already. Oh, you love that. I dearly do. I wish I had a slide whistle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, let's get to the matter at hand. Episode 24 of SAO, The Gilded Hero. EJ, can you uh, give us a quick synopsis from the reading of the online synopsis? Absolutely. Taken from the Wikipedia page for list of Sword Art Online episodes. Episode 24, Gilded Hero. Arriving at the top of the world tree, Kirito and Yui finally reunite with Asuna. However, they are suddenly hit by high-gravity magic which forces Yui to retreat, and they are confronted by Oberon. As Oberon reveals that his plans to control the human mind are almost complete, he chains Asuna and attempts to molest her in front of Kirito. Falling into despair, Kirito hears the voice of Akihiko, who encourages him to stand up and fight. Using Akihiko's administrative functions, Kirito removes Oberon's powers and challenges him to a fight with no pain absorption and shows Oberon what true pain is before destroying him. After logging Asuna out to ensure her safety in the real world, Kirito meets with a remnant of Akihiko's memory, who gives him an item called the Seed before leaving. Dun dun dun! They kind of did it again, I think, in the synopsis, as they had in the last episode, where they kind of left a lot out. Yeah. When sometimes they were too thorough. It's not as much of a deep dive. Yeah. As as previous. Because this episode is a glorious return to bonkers. Oh yeah, th- this gets out of control <laughs> quickly, like really quickly. But I called it. I called it. They teleported into the white hallways. Yeah. Right in the hallway. Yep. 100%. G-Balls called it. And I'm pretty sure Asuna was running down the hallway and stopped and said, where am I? Just like when they landed, he was like, Yui, where are we? 
And they don't even they don't even mess with those hand pads. Oh, d- dude, she just oh, pushes no. through walls. She pushed through a wall, then they both kind of like use some sort of magic thing on the next door to make it explode too, because it seemed like he had something to do with the second door. Eh, I think yeah, it was, still it was her. probably still her. Was he just kind of yeah. jumped in. He, he was riding coattails. So why do you think Yui changed from little to child whenever they were up in the tree? Which I guess they got up there, and he was like, "Wait a minute, there's no city up here. It's just uh, sky roots." <laughs> This is really messed up, everybody. And so that's whenever it's revealed to, I guess, Kirito, even though we kind of knew it, that the whole game was set up just to brainwash people. It's all a farce. It's all a farce. It's a complete farce. Just to study brains and do laboratory experiments. Well, I mean, it's to become God, Greg. Well, yeah, but also to do laboratory experiments, as the map so clearly indicated. <laughs> Which are 80% done. I love that. He's like, my plan is 80% done. <laughs> you guys still have time. You only have 20% to stop. <laughs> Percentage-wise, it's pretty vague. How long yeah. did the 80% take? What is... I mean, is this going to take 10 minutes? That's like one-fifth, so I mean, it's pretty good. it's pretty good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they've been in there for a long, a long time. The brains. Actually, yeah. That, if it's it, only if 80% it, if done. If it's been since, like, the game's on, then, like, he's probably got, like, a half a year at least for that 20%. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering what you guys thought about that. We know we were in SAO for, like, two and a half-ish, right? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Word. Right whenever SAO got shut down, these brains got shipped over to Alfheim. Mm-hmm. How long do you think the brains have been in Alfheim? My guess is I think they said, if I remember correctly, somewhere around, like, four months. Like, from when Kirito's out before he starts Alfheim. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say four to six. If we remember whenever Kirito was first out and they were doing that first sword battle, Sugu and Kirito, I think Sensei, you had mentioned that there was snow on the ground Mm -hmm, for that mm -hmm. battle. Now there's also snow in this episode. So six months, I'm not saying that the game, that they didn't say that's what it is, but that don't make sense. No, that doesn't make sense Wait, at all. Wait, the, the stick battle? Yeah, wasn't the stick battle, wasn't that Well, where? yeah, but I, I feel like that was right when, when they came out and when we came back to the real world of Kirito, we were at that four to six month period already even though it was like he was coming about they were still like i feel like they were like working on their relationship and that was like when he was coming about there too just because i feel like just how they how they went about it like so since we got back it's only been probably like a month but there had been like five months before we started or maybe like i was thinking like three and then it gives them like a month to like get their bonding because we know how time can go really fast even though it looks like slow it's true but then like because to me the game only takes place in that week so once that day hits where the guy's like, where uh, Sugu's like, or Suguo's going to say, I'm marrying her in a week, that's like now we're within that week for the rest yeah. of the series. Which was a while ago, mm, but... That's true, yeah. Up to that point, I feel like it was like a couple of months going by pretty quickly. Yeah, that brings up a good point about pacing, too, because we fly through the first part of this episode. They teleport in, and within seconds, they're at Asuna's cage. And yep. <laughs> as we mentioned multiple times before... There didn't even need to be a door there. Yui just puts her hand up and <laughs> the side of the thing shatters and she runs in. No muss, no fuss, balling her eyes out. And well, in the defense, I think all of that can be contributed to the information you, yeah, she you, gathered from Yui's the baller. system yeah. admin card. Now she's baller. She's got the system admin card. She's back to like the Yui of SAO. No doubt. Um, <laughs> But it took her several seconds to locate Asuna, too. I just thought that was funny. I know. It's a show. Hey, man. She was at the edge of the cylinder that is limited, but not <laughs> limited vertically and horizontally. Remember, we talked about this. <laughs> but then even whenever she got in, she was like, um, she's somewhere. Hmm, let's well, go that's outside. Well, she's on the edge. It took her a second. She was like, wait, she's outside of the cylinder. 
Yeah. And then they started moving, and then she was like, I got her. If she was above her, she'd have been like, oh, she's right above us. But still didn't. And then Kirito was like, I will use my eyeballs instead of you using <laughs> your code, which you were part of. To see the giant birdcage. Yeah. Well, why is he relying on her anyway? Maybe it's like a metaphor for our smartphones, bros. No, don't. Please don't. It's like, stop using please Yui, don't. man. Don't Open your don't eyes, and you can see the birdcage. <laughs> It's right there in front of you, because just like we saw with Asuna, you go from tree roots to white tunnels to tree roots. It just happens like like that. That's true. So that's why Yui's a cell phone? What? Wait, what? So she's a cell phone. <laughs> you have permission to hate yourself now, Greg. <laughs> no, I still hate you. Although you put the guitar down, so I hate you less. <laughs> I was going to pick it up for a cute little piece right there, but... Um... You should have. <laughs> you, that was the prime opportunity. For you to give me like a... <laughs> I thought it was crazy how long it took for Kirito to actually enter too. Oh no, I dude, he was he was he was sitting back playing it cool. That that's that's total Kirito move. <laughs> well, they were downstairs and he was like, "I can't wait to kick Oberon's ass." And you was like, "Maybe we should rescue Asuna first. He's uh, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's that's what we're doing." I forgot. <laughs> You're like, "Dude, what? oh boy, oh boy." Well, oh we get we get right into uh, into some creepy, creepy shit here, R- real quick. Oberon, wow. I mean, we knew he was creepy, but this took it to a whole other level. Yeah, the show hadn't gone quite this far yeah. up until this um, point. Yeah, so he when he pins them to the ground with the uh, gravity magic, he's normal for a minute or two there when he's talking to them, and then I can't remember what he said or Kirito says something to him. That's when the switch flips and his eyes go friggin' crazy. They draw him with those crazy eyes. Oh, man, it's just so creepy. It's like staring right through you. I love it. But it's kind of funny because he's like, he's like, Sugu. No, it's Sugo is Oberon. Yep. And he's like, he's like, no, here, call me Oberon, the fairy king. That's when they give like, that's when they drop the black background yeah. on him. And he's like, ah. Yeah. And then literally seconds after that, he's like, so Kitagaya. Oh, I guess I should call you Kirito. Yeah, um, you just corrected him. How did you not do that? You're some douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was just one of those little things that stood out to me. Like, all right, either they they did that, like it's either a translation issue, or they did that to show he was even more of a douchebag than we thought. I'll take the yeah. douchebag remark. He's, he's much more of a douchebag now because, uh, you know, like I said, it leads into him crossing the line that he always teased but never crossed. Yeah, um... This shit gets super rapey super quickly. But it starts with a ribbon tear. <laughs> oh, yeah, they made a big point of that, yeah. Huge point well, of that. Well, it had to disintegrate right in Kirito's face so that he would get super <laughs> pissed off. Like It had to happen that super dramatic. It all fell all slow in front of him. And then... Because that's innocence. As so many dead people have been <laughs> before him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So he rips the top off of Asuna in what is probably one of the least revealing female shots of the entire show. Yeah. yeah. And then Kirito well, this, sinks into an emo black yeah, hole. Yeah, well, no, first, this was one of my favorite my favorite comments. He he rips off her top, and she gets that, like, scared look on her face, and he goes, oh, that's what I'm looking for. You can't, you can't get NPC girls <laughs> to make faces like that. <laughs> So yeah. this creep that was, was making NPCs to bang. And that answers that question I had from I was gonna a say, couple that episodes. That the question, yeah, of the girls yeah, around I, him. It, it, yeah, it brings us back. They're NPCs. Wow. Yeah, wow. That was that was amazing. <sighs> 
That was a really good line. And then he, he rips her shirt off, and then he just, like, licks her face and touches her boobs for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, well, dude, ten he, minutes. But <laughs> he does even more. That he, he licks the tears from her cheek. And he's like, mmm. Oh, so sweet. Mm, mm, so good. It's so much better when they're crying. <laughs> Give me your tears, Gypsy, or I will take them from you. Oh, man, it's so bad. And what I think where he really crossed the line was where she's yelling to Kirito, like, it's okay, like, this isn't my real body, like, he's not really going to, you know, be hurting me. And his response is, yeah, let's see how long how long your pride can hold out. A half hour, an hour, and then when I get out of here, I'm going to go do the same thing to your body, and we're going to watch a recording of me doing it here. <laughs> I was... Jaw drop. He even started that out by saying, I was waiting for uh, yeah, you to say like that. I was waiting for this big reveal. <laughs> He's like, ooh, I, was wait- I knew you were going to say that so that I can tell you all this other gross <laughs> stuff I'm going to do. So gross. So gross. Oh, man. So, I mean, he, ga- he gave away his plan. Classic Scooby-Doo. Classic Batman. Yep. Then pulled a rape move. Classic Scooby-Doo. <laughs> classic Batman. <laughs> <laughs> more Sco- Or more Batman than Scooby-Doo on that one. <laughs> Yeah, so then Kitty Toe kind of zones out whenever we're in lick face boob touching mode. Uh, yeah, and he goes super full emo as he usually does before any power up, and is like, "I, I have to, I have to give in to reality. I, there's nothing I can do. I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. I'm nothing. I have no real power." Aww. Aww. <laughs> Hey guys, remember me? I'm the Kirito you all know. Hey, welcome back yeah. to the pity party. <laughs> they died and it was all my fault. My girlfriend's getting raped in front of me and I just blacked out. It's all my it's fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> but I'm not going to do anything about it because it's all my fault. <laughs> and then we get the, the godlike voice raining down. Are you giving up? On the subtitles, it said, are you running away? Oh, really? Yeah, there, there was a lot of differences in this episode. A lot of differences. Yeah, which uh, the last two episodes, they were mm-hmm. Japanese is a little more intense, I think, in both cases, mm. right? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think running away is a weird a weird way of putting it, but some, it definitely feels more intense because it's like he's making fun of Kirito or like, you know, it's he's definitely trying to like egg him on by saying running away, I feel like. More so than giving up. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think there's another line where he says something about quitting. He's like, "Don't, right, so you're quitting?" And he's like, "No." Mm-hmm. So trying to push the weight on the the hero Kirito even more. I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy this part. And I, well, so now this part makes well, me I think like that Kirito is. I like that. that this is uh, one of my I'm favorite parts, Kayaba, because I I think that maybe the reason that Kirito is special is because Kayaba noticed him, and so maybe. Throughout the next series, even it's going to be just his link to Kayaba that makes him special or something. Well, here's here's what I got to say to that. Um, I think it's a good time for us to take a break. We'll be right back on White Wasabi.
Welcome back to White Wasabi. All right, let's see. We left off uh, right about here. Yeah, Oberon's being super creepy, and uh, Kirito goes into a meditative state. And runs <laughs> and, into Kaiba. And then Ahiko Kaiba is now in the house, sort of, kind of, an echo of his consciousness has survived in the game so meta well and i i love that he he like he does explain it he's like yeah you know it's it's a fragment of my uh you could call me him you could say i'm alive but i'm really just an echo and blah 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 and kirito goes yeah i have no idea what you're talking about dude (laughs) i like that he says that like no idea because he just was watching like seconds ago he's watching his girlfriend he hasn't seen in like four six months whatever we decided getting raped by some perv Mm -hmm. he's Stuck to the ground in what's got to be a miserable feeling. Then we, he he warps over here, and this dude's like, "Buck up, champ! You'll be fine." St- <laughs> stuck oh, no. to the ground right, with so his sword is, through him. This is where my theory of the reason Kirito is able to keep all his abilities and everything is because this fragment or echo or whatever of Kaiba has been around, and because of what happened at the end of Sao, like like you said, he was like you said right before the break, he was kind of watching out for him. I think that's kind of true in a sense, but it was like, the, yeah. he, he's always been there. It's the reason he came in, he had all his gold, he had all his experience, his abilities, all that stuff. Yeah, so, you know, I, like, I think, I I think that's that. what Kayaba was, and that's why, you know, Kirito's giving up, and this is the time where he's like, well, now I gotta come out. So this is, so the second time around, Kayaba's hooking him up, but do you think there was any Kayaba stuff first time around? Do you think that... Like when they came in? In, in the first game, not in the second, not Oh, Alpha, no, I don't, no, I think he was just naturally the best. was good. Yeah, and he won, and then they they formed the relationship. I think he, you know, he noticed them because yeah, exactly. They formed the relationship when they were watching the floating city, and he was basically like, "Damn, you got me." It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he wasn't he wasn't yeah. the dick that we thought he was going to be. He was kind of aloof. Well, he wasn't the dick that Heathcliff was, you know. Yeah, Heathcliff kind of came off as a different personality than the little echo or whatever of Akiko Kaiba. Oh, they're yeah, they're very different. You know, in Alfheim, I think Kaiba kind of talks to him and does his whole buck up thing, but he doesn't give him anything. He doesn't give him any type of advantage other than just giving him a quick pep, like just a pep talk. Like he doesn't give him a power up. He doesn't do anything to help him directly. He gives him the access to his ID. He, yeah, he kind of gives him the he biggest a- thing. No, that- he never says anything about that. Kirito infers that. Well, he doesn't just infer it. He actually utilizes it. Well, you could even say he assumes it because of the information he was given. Well, what what information did he give him? That was basically like going to the Matrix, and he was like, "Hey, Trinity, tell me how to fucking fly a helicopter." Yeah, but there's nothing that he says to him that is like, "Hey, you can log in in as me." He was just basically like, "Bading," and Kirito was like, "I know I could do this." See, I I thought it was more like. Kirito realized that because he saw him and his consciousness was still alive in the game, that his ID was most likely still active and he could gain admin privileges that way. But that wouldn't explain why Kirito was able to access his ID. The only way yeah, he'd, he'd be able he'd to access to... it is if, is if Kaiba, which is why I thought going back to when Alfheim first started, Kaiba was always watching him. So he like, you know, because he's like, I've, okay. I think he's been like, I've been around since the beginning. So now this is the only way you're going to be able to fight this guy is to be able to override him. If you think you're giving up and you're not, here's the here's the way to beat him. Mm. I felt that too. I, I'll go ahead and consider myself counterpointed out. Yeah. I concede, good sir. 
just because yeah because and if if it isn't that case then that's like super dumb and i wish yeah, exactly. Kato knew that right away and he exactly. could do cool stuff and i know? agree with that i don't think they ever tell us so let's all just assume it's the way that makes us feel good about the story and not the way that makes us feel bad about it well i was happy for <laughs> kirito for a second thinking that he actually figured something out and displayed some you know actual intelligence mm. um, well i think he still he didn't access the card until after he stood up, so there was still that Matrix moment where he beat the game well, he, he without using that magic yeah, He got spell. up and the sword fell out of him, that whole thing. And then he used and the then he opened up the was given to him. Yeah, so there was there was some Kirito moment, Kirito energy in there too. So. Mm-hmm. And I, this part, this next part really made me laugh. He gets up and... Oberon comes over and is basically like, now I have to slap you down again, and tries. And Kirito just grabs his hand and is like, nah, bitch, uh, hell no, and pushes him back. And he looks over his shoulder at Asuna and goes, hey, you think you can hang in there a little bit longer? Uh, This won't take long. So what he's basically saying is, hey, "Uh you think you can hang there naked a little bit longer? Uh, while while I take care of this dude, instead of just fucking him up and getting her down, he's got to give a speech about it. And when Kirito warps back into that room from wherever he was, you know, mentally, mm-hmm. Oberon is now playing with her bits. He's no, he's moved on from licking her face and playing with her boobs to like on the, on her underneath. So he's definitely doing some way more intrusive things. He's trying she's to break like, her. No, and Kirito now we now know he's like Superman. Like we don't know what's coming, but. Yeah, we're the something sure that he's to not going to lose. Yeah, <laughs> he could have took his sword and cut her down or something. Or well, something, yeah, he could have just done it and got her down and been like, "I'll be right back." He didn't have to leave yeah. her up there. But she was cool with it too. So like, why, why, why was she? She's like, "Yeah, that's cool." Yeah, <laughs> do, do your thing. I'll just be hanging here naked. Well, maybe because he he gave in to her saying it's cool because it's not yeah. real. But she's been in there for two and a half, two, 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 two years, six months. That's her reality, you know. Or maybe, I don't know. I mean, so it was a weird choice. But that's the thing. If she can say that, then he should be able to believe it. Word. I thought it was really badass what he did with the sword. So after taking Oberon's admin privileges away and logging logging in as Heathcliff and then doing that, Oberon doesn't believe it. So he tries to summon, like, the most powerful sword. He summons Excalibur and he can't do it. So Kirito does it and then hands it to him. (laughs) He's like, here, is this what you wanted? Is this yeah, what you wanted? Awesome. And then he bitches him with one hand. Dude, He's Oberon weak. is He's so, so terrible. Weak. And dumb, because this is your game. You built it. You should know how you to play it. You didn't even build a Sky City. You can make yourself a little stronger. Like, a, well, hey, even if someone's higher than me, don't let them change. See, Oberon was relying on his iPad. <laughs> <laughs> well, now here, here's my my thought on that is, you know, somebody who's developed in the past um, obviously never anything quite on this level, but there could be, depending on how familiar the writers are with system design and things like that, I think there might be a slight hint, nudge here towards people who rip off other people's code. Because he says it's stolen. This is your stolen king. You're stolen. Stol- yep. This is a stolen world. You're, you know, so anything. straight up, like you don't deserve yeah. to be in this world. And of course he was saying that about the brains that are eighty yeah. percent brainwashed that he stole too. But yeah. but yeah, he stole the code and But I thought that was a good jab at people who rip off other other people's anything really. But I mean code here is most relevant. Yeah. And then Kirito actually goes after him for st- straight up for stealing Kayaba's code. Like he says straight up, like you didn't deserve to work with him. And he goes and he's like, Ah, oh, this is all Kai you got Kayaba's code. 
he's a dick. He he didn't let me work hard, and or he let me he made me work too hard and didn't give yeah. me any credit. And so that's that's a personal vendetta too between those two of to why the game is which shit we didn't get until yeah. that yeah. moment though. Totally, no. Which clue. is a little well, annoying. I, I do remember them mentioning that uh, way back when, whenever we meet Sugo in the real world, he says that like I work for that company as a security or something, and uh, I think he did say that he knew. Uh, I can't remember his real name, Kai, Kaiba in real life. Pretty sure that we we learned that way back then, but of course it doesn't click, and they definitely don't remind you until right now. So, so who cares? But neat detail, I yeah, think. Yeah, no, true. Unless it's no, it is. Unless it's another uh, Kirito on the cover. It's memory. Well, we'll and it might be one for you. <laughs> I'm not. Full, I'm not. I'm not backing you 100 percent on that one. No, but ven- vendetta wise, I it. mean, Kirito takes it to another level. He sets the friggin pain buffer to zero and he dude oh yeah zero dude and he don't do that this is one of the baddest things i've ever seen like it he's methodical about it too he cuts his face to give him a little taste then he friggin cuts him in half oh no he cuts his arm off first or cuts his, his arm off then he cuts him in half so the sword sword hand. and then he takes the top half that's still alive throws it in the air and makes a kebab, a sword kebab out of it. I mean, that's friggin' amazing, yeah. dude. It was just, it was amazing to watch. A fairy king kebab? <laughs> nice. And it, it was nice to see him scream like a little bitch like that and just get fucking torn apart, because that's what we've all wanted. And that means it affected his real life body, yep. right? Because that's what he said. Anything your below body, three affects yeah. your, your actual body. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that either in in any medium so that was cool to see period and it was really nice touch how they did the pov where you were oberon for a second coming down on the sword and you see kirito looking up holding it and then they show the reverse angle he's like holding the sword straight up Uh, i was just it was really it was brutal to begin with and they did a really good job with it it was cool man so yeah that all goes down yeah he cuts her down oh right right, 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 right. and then they have their like heart moment and it's like blah 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 oh and he's just got his head buried in her Naked boobs. Yeah. Oh, he's crying. He's yeah, crying he's, and is... she's all I got a question for both happy. of you. At this point, she says, you're my hero. And his response is, I'm not a hero, but I'll try my best to be one. Gayest comment ever? Yes or no? Greg? <laughs> I could be your hero, baby. <laughs> It, it's just it that's yeah. like 1980s horrible movie banter oh it's so bad i i bought it but it is bad it's that's like because you love yui moments bad. so i'm not surprised that you bought it well it's just it's just it's part of the extremeness that we get in every direction you know and so they nailed that too let's put it that way you know sure. it was it's super cheese but it's Oberon was super rapey and he was super <laughs> crazy and every you know everything's very extreme. So you're right, I thought you're it right. was on par, and we needed something very, I guess, very dramatic. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, it does. Yeah, that that part deserved a dramatic something. That was just another level for me. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> she she goes back to the real world and there's this nice little scene where he's like, uh, Kirito's like, all right, well, I guess it's all over. I guess. What do you think? <laughs> well, he also calls oh, Yui yeah, back yeah, at yeah, one point does. before that. He does. He's like, Yui? I thought Yui got destroyed the first it, time through. I think he did too. 
And then she was like, I know I stored myself in your nerve gear. Yeah, she was like, oh, I was just peacing out. She's like, she this. is awesome. She was like, peace. Yeah. I'll see you guys after the fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a punk. And she can apparently go through any game, too, as we learn that. He's like, I don't know if this world's going to get destroyed. This is where he says that at this point. Yeah. If this world gets destroyed, I don't know what's going to happen to you. And she's like, ah, it's cool. I live on your nerve gear. And, and that's the thing. She basically yeah. saves herself on the nerve gear, and she figures out the games with him. Yeah. Word. Question, is she in um, Gun Gale mm. Online? Mm, is she? Spoiler mm. alerts. Oh, man. All right. Ah, nice. I got to watch more. Well put. Hey, well put. <laughs> I thought you were going to maybe cheese right on it and be like, oh, yeah, or no, yeah, no. We'll see. But you didn't. We'll, see. well done. All right. So, yeah, and then he's talking to uh, Kaiba, materializes and comes down. And they're uh, they're talking, and Kirito's like, you know, I should, I'm gonna say thank you, and he's like, no, we're not friends. Don't say thank you. We're not. We're yeah. not friends. Like that's not what this is. I got a couple of questions here. First off, he says there's always a price. Like for any anything you get, there's always a price. So I'm waiting for like him, you know, the other shoe to drop and be like, all right, now you owe me your brain or like whatever. And instead, he goes, there's always a price. Here, have this gift from me. <laughs> like what yeah they have this, have this amazing thing amazing thing and you choose what to do it's actually kind of a like a god power in a sense of virtual gaming and he's like and you decide yeah, what you want to do with it amazing it's like that uh spider-man quote you know it's like he gave him the choice of his power like of infinite power with all well, with, with with great power comes great responsibility there you go so he gave him that so, yeah you know here you deal with it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it's funny that's called a seed too because in uh like minecraft for example or a lot of other games a lot of anime a world well, i feel like a world is called a seed oh so that's it's game centric um, i think it's, it must so, be it must be japanese too because yeah i feel like i've seen a lot of animes where they refer to either worlds or cities as like yeah, seeds definitely yeah well he, i got another question for you guys at this point after he does that Kaiba says, well, I should get going now. You know, like, I'll see you again, and disappears. He lives in the computer. Where the fuck is he going? Yo, he's in the egg, yo. I was going to say, I think he's in the seed. He said, Lego, my egg, I'm in there. I think he's going to get destroyed with that. I think that echo gets destroyed with that world, and he's just, like, programmed within the seed. No matter where the seed goes, he'll be in, like, every game that gets created. Because I did watch the first episode of Gun Gale, so I do, spoiler alert, know that, like, games get created from seed. And he's a Yui. I assume, yeah, he's like a Yui. Well, like he's they, in they talk about that eventually too uh, about the seeds. So, oh, sweet, I, yeah, it's it, it's gonna get good. Yeah, uh, so I think that's me. that's right about. Oh wait, no. Well, no, they uh, one more. Yep. No, now we get yeah, we get some of that good real Yui life. action or Sugu action. Yeah, Sugu. So he uh, pops. Well, he, he he logs off. He logs off. Asuna's off, out. Right? Yep. Yep. Logs and. Out. There's Sugu. Already all, in all on him. All red-faced and flustered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm here. I just I didn't get up and I got scared. And you know what, though? I, <laughs> as much as there's been all that back and forth with, with her and how she says she's in love with him and everything, this felt a little different than before. Like, a little more like concerned sister than I'm in love with this dude. I don't know. That's just how it came off to me. I feel like it was hovering that line. I think it, it gets a little awkward when she tries to defend herself. Like when he's like, you know, let's we can talk about this, and she's like, no, I was just happy to help you. In the in yeah. your world, I think yeah. they put in the subtitles. And I would have thought they stayed there until he's reaching around to hug her after she like buries his her face into his 
chest, mm-hmm. but then there's like a butt shot. No, he puts it in the, like the small of her back. But I thought it was interesting how they they showed like several yeah. sexualized shots of her eh, at that time. I think that was just you for know? you guys. Oh, all right, that could be. <laughs> and thank you, I appreciate it. They're like, hey, remember how we said like Asuna was totally getting rapey, but we didn't really show you like sexy because that wouldn't be right. We can't show you sexy with rapey. That's not right. So we won't do that. So to make up for right. it later on, while there's a nice sentimental moment going on, we'll give you a couple butt shots, you know, from a fourteen year old. Fourteen-year-old. We don't know her age. Miscellaneous, miscellaneous yeah. age. <laughs> get out. You can get it. It's not regular rape. It's statutory. Everybody wins. <laughs> My goodness. Oh. My goodness. Sao. <laughs> and that's pretty much. She's like, yeah. She's like, go, go to the hospital. And that's where I'll the snow came in. That's why I was thinking about the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like snow in here. Snow and it's another one of those episodes where the episode is still playing out when the. The music. Maybe comes. the second or third one, right? Not, there's not that many. Second or th- oh yeah, there, no, there's not that many, but there is. A okay, couple. well, I was mentioning this to Sensei too before the episode started that I watched most of the outro because of that, and I think it goes into the regular outro after a few steps. Oh, like within like two scenes. Well, did you notice that <laughs> uh, Sugu's mom is in the end? Dead mom's in the end, no. man. Well, that's because she's. Coming back as a ghost. <laughs> I, and I just, I was like so surprised. It's, it's probably people who have watched the ending since they switched the ending and are hating me and us for it. But yeah. there's a shot of Kirito, Sugu, and mom hanging out or doing something. And she's not in any of the other shots. It doesn't seem like it has anything to do with anything, but she's there. She's wearing like a pink sweater. Memory. So. Yeah, memory. <laughs> dead. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Flashback. She's dead. We know this. We already know this. We've discussed this. It's done. It's been put into too many episodes for it to be untrue. She's dead. That was a flashback. Totally. Oh, so many people are dead. So many people are dead. Anybody? Oh, like you said, when the 24-year-old bomb went off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if she's not dead, then how come she's only showing up in the end credits? Like, why? Because she's, dead. she's dead. Stop questioning. Yeah, she's dead. She's so dead. Grandpa's dead. <laughs> Oh, don't Grandpa's get me started dead. about the dads. She's dead. Yeah, we're just like, oh, all the moms well, are dead. Mom. This is terrible. There's, where's the dads? Also dead. Nowhere. Dead. Or working. Found. They probably yeah. committed suicide because they were tra- working so hard. So what do you guys think is going to happen next? We've got one episode left. I just wanted to say I personally was not expecting this to happen so soon. I thought we had two episodes left. For sure we weren't going to have the Oberon fight until the end of until the, the last episode and I totally also thought it was going to be one of those like two-parter cliffhanger ones like we've seen with the Skelepilla Melamina Bonapede right where it was like you didn't really see him until the end of the episode and then the cliffhanger so I'm really surprised that now we've got at least one episode I mean we have one episode left and it's and we're in the real world and Kitito is now on his way to the hospital that's I just was not expecting that so the show keeps on surprising me. And even on the second, I, I've seen the season once, and this is our second watch through, my second watch through. I didn't remember it happening that way. This The, the pace of this episode was like super quick, and I certainly thought there was going to be more to come. So where do you guys fall with that? Even with having seen it or not, you can take it either approach, and what do you think is going to happen? Well, I'll say I don't remember this last episode. Um so that's good for me as far as the second run through goes. I'll be kind of watching it fresh when we do the last one. But um, it's in my limited, you know, anime experience, especially with series, I feel like there's almost always an episode or two of BS wrap up. Mm. 
So I feel like if it's just, you know, her waking up and then moving on with life and then that's the end of the episode, I'm not going to be that surprised because I feel like they've done that in Dragon Ball series. I'm trying to think of what other series I've watched. Even, well, no, Claymore was more yeah. devastating throughout. Bleach does the same thing. There, you know, there's a, even at the end of season sometimes there's just like they'll finish the final boss uh, an episode before the end mm-hmm. so that they can give you just... A, a happy-go-lucky, everybody's having a party, and things are resolving, like underlying stories are resolving kind of things. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we get, unfortunately. Yeah, right I was hoping for a more badass fight, but I also appreciated the fact that it revealed Oberon to be um, such a fairy. <laughs> but then... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, that deserves one of these. Great. But uh, yeah, that's what I think. Oh yeah, do it, do it. More of that later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty much the end of uh, end of the episode. What do you guys think? Should we uh, take a quick break, or should we jump right into off topic? Yeah. We'll be right back. This is White Wasabi. Welcome back, EJ. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have anything else. I've been watching... I, I, I feel like I've been watching lots of... <laughs> lots of uh, Netflix had like 10 new series, and so I blew through a bunch of them. There was one with Andy Samberg. It's called Cuckoo. It's a British guy, and it's the guy Taylor Lautner. That's what they show. But Andy Samberg's actually in the first episode. It's a new Netflix. Did you guys see that? Did you see that on there? I generally skip over Taylor Lautner stuff. Who it looks that? funny. No, I know what you're saying, but he's he Twilight can be funny. Kid. Yeah, oh. the one that looks kind of like Greg. That one, not the other one. Yeah, I had a friend who called me Team Jacob for a while. Totally, I can see that. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it now. You look like a werewolf, Greg. <laughs> Only without the hair. Ow. You don't look like Taylor Lautner. You look like a fucking werewolf, man. <laughs> yep, spent. Taylor Lautner, you're digging deep. Come on. I mean, if Andy Sandberg, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that guy is really good, too, the British guy. It's it's a British family, and it's, I guess, I don't know Taylor Lautner's not on the damn show yet, so I don't know. I'm really confused. Fair but right. it's one of Netflix shows. It's like they're boosting it up, I guess, to me, because... You gotta check it out. I mean, like, I, I was... Thinking, speaking of Taylor Lautner, uh, I was talking to my roommate about he started watching that ridiculous six Adam Sandler Netflix. Oh movie yeah, he's Taylor great Lautner in that in it, man. A bunch of other people. Have you seen it? See, my, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. No, I heard it wasn't very good. What do you mean not very? Billy Madison is not very good, but it's the fucking best movie you'll ever see. <laughs> no, Billy Madison is incredible. It is incredible. People are like hating on Adam. Saying this movie is incredible. I'm saying that it's an Adam Sandler movie, and if you're like expecting a funny Adam Sandler movie, it's gonna be great. But if you're expecting a film from, I don't know, Truman Capote. No, like I mean, I just saw a coming attraction for some new one with him and David Spade, and I thought it looked funny. And when I watched Ridiculous Six or whatever, it didn't look that great. The trailers, at least. It's 
It's worth watching. Let's put it that way. It's it cracks right. you up. It's I mean it's a free. It's Netflix. got a bunch of laughs. It's got a stupid story. Um, All right, if you're saying it's it's decent, I'll trust your word over his. Sorry there, Petro, Pistol Pete. Terry Crews is in it. Yeah, Terry Crews, Channing Tatum. Right? Isn't there another meathead in it? There is. Maybe not Channing Tatum. Uh, I like Channing Tatum, so I was hoping the it was big him, guy from Lost. <laughs> oh, Hurley's in it. Yeah. Yes. He's great at it. All right, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's like worth watching watch for it. that shit, you know? I wanted to watch it because it was like, yeah, Western. Oh, yeah, it's a fun Western, and too. I like, I like Westerns. Yeah. yeah. Some cute, super hot Native American chicks in it. Everybody wins. Pew, pew. Except for that guy, because he was expecting... What are you expecting out of Adam Sandler? He's 50 years old, man. He's making awesome Westerns with his friends. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see The Cobbler? No. Okay, well, I mean, he's, you know, that's what he's doing... I laugh every time I see it, but I don't know what that is. Oh, you have cobbler? It's cool. It's worth watching. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's heavier. He makes shoes. It's kind of heavy, actually. It's, it's not like super heavy, but... I love cobbler. Peach cobbler. What kind of peach? Apple cobbler. Ooh, that's good, but uh, more like an apple, like apple crisp. That's mm, what I'm talking Apple about. crisp cobbler. Kentucky chicken cobbler. A little vanilla ice cream. A la mode. vanilla ice cream. A la mode, That's if you cock will. Cock cobbler, cobbler. Yeah, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> say that ten times I, fast I didn't here, think man. that was going to slip through. Yeah, I can't. That was hard to say the first time. <laughs> cock cobbler, cobbler, cock cobbler, 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 cobbler. <laughs> Who's very bad enough? Who's very bad enough? Who's very bad enough? <laughs> What's a ZJ? If you don't know, buddy, you can't afford it. <laughs> I love that. When he's like, oh, so you're not here to do business? He's like, well, move, along. move along. I got a mouth to feed. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he throws the first quarter and the other guy races, knocks the dude out of the way and goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. Oh, man. That's what a good flick. The Broken Lizards guys. Coming out with a new one soon. Whenever that is. Super Troopers 2. Super Troopers 2. I'm so excited. Dude, the first one is so epic. I just, I don't know what you can do to follow that up, but I, I can't well, wait I to hope, see what I they hope do. they're the Spurberry Police instead of being yeah. troopers. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. Because they did end they it as the Spurberry Police. And a couple of those guys are have their own podcast and are in the podcasting circuit, too, so... It's pretty cool. There's a Netflix show I actually been meaning to watch. I watched a little bit of the beginning of it, but then I think I had to run out, so I never finished it. But it's called like Fat Guy, Skinny Guy, and it's like stand. Yeah, they do. It's, it's their like stand up routine. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They, they and it's, they drink uh, yeah, with the audience. The little guy and yeah, exactly. They just get yeah. It, it looked it looked fun. I mean, it started out good, and then I think I had to run, and I think I just never went back and picked it up again. Yeah, it's worth checking out for sure. I should, though, it's my kind of humor. Yeah, they're fun dudes. They're like fun dudes, you know? Dudes. They're, like, they're like fun guys. Even, I mean, people didn't like Club Dread. I thought it was still good. It was, I don't know. It, it was different. It, I mean, they, they did horror movie stuff. It wasn't as funny as their other stuff. Right. But they actually did like still some pretty horror funny. movie things. Like they kept to like certain horror movie. Like They were doing a trope movie. Motifs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wasted away again and pina colada. You know, bird. sometimes doing those kinds of things <laughs> can go both ways because it can either be... An easy way out can be an easy way to say, like, well, you don't get it because I was doing this. Right. Or it can also be easy because at least you have something to shoot for stylistically. And you don't have to worry so much about aesthetic. You can concentrate on story if that's what you're worried about. That movie was True. just kind of fun. Yeah, it was just fun. It was nice, too, because like it was a, a mix-up of characters again. 
because even my roommate came in when I was watching today and he never saw Beer Fest and he was like, oh my God, that guy playing a nerdy professor? And I was like, right? I was like coming from Super Troopers and only knowing uh, Mac and then seeing Fink. Yeah. You're like, whoa, like he could do he could do everything. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, dude. That's that's range, brother. Look at him. He's trying to chug a beer in front of me. <laughs> Taps him out. And I have such a sweet spot for the Pac-Man scene where they're running through that those hedges and the killers trying. To, oh my god, it's just so love good. It. And I, I I still call people Penelope and, and <laughs> I do. I call cantaloupes Penelopes because I think it's so funny. I don't know. Penelopes. Do you want some Penelopes? And I love what's his name, Jay Shadrick in that as well. <laughs> the tennis instructor. Yeah, with the crazy dreads. <laughs> yeah. The crazy accent that doesn't really match anything. I wanted to start a rumor for a while that he was related to the second guitarist in Sum 41. <laughs> just, like, pass that around. <laughs> just let that marinate for a little while. Yeah. Those who don't know, Google that and laugh later. <laughs> Google that. Yeah, those of you, there's a lot of people that probably don't know Sum 41. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't really make it too far. <laughs> well, hey, man. But you are absolutely Derek correct. Derek Webley married Avril Lavigne, so... For like five minutes. Yeah. Now she's married to the guy from Nickelback. Oh my god, that's crazy. Because they're all Canadian. <laughs> a? A. An A in Canada is like a Z, A Or something. What? Because, you know, the girl over here, she'd be like a D. But over there, she's like a D, A. So you take the A every time. <laughs> Because she's like a C plus, eh? Like Canadian math. <laughs> it's always an A, eh? It's all for X, okay? Eh? I think X, the, the, the solution for X is A. It's not so bad, eh? <laughs> you want to come play, watch some hooky with me and we can talk about it? <laughs> Crazy hockey fact, there was no Canadian teams in the playoffs this year. Boosh. Suckers. Boosh. National sport, my ass. You can't even put a team in the NHL playoffs. Yeah, why don't you learn to be like America and buy <laughs> players from other countries, you dumb Canada. <laughs> yeah, suckers. And then give us some of your best ones, too, and put them on American teams, suckers. That's right. The only people who are playing in Canada right now are like South Americans and Africans because we bought all the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> we bought all the Canadians. <laughs> it's true. True. I'm playing in major markets. Not a single New York accent on that Rangers team. Not a single one. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, it's so great to be here in New York, eh? I really enjoy playing in front of my home crowd. I really love them. I swear I was born in Queens, you know? I love the Mets and everything, eh? I love when Canadians try to pass themselves off as, like, actual people. <laughs> Oh man, there goes like three of the couple of listeners we have that are Canadian. They were like, "Oh fuck these guys, eh? they're real fucking assholes to us Canadians." You know, these guys are getting one star. I really enjoy their podcast, but I hate how they make fun of Canadians. <laughs> so even though I like it, they're still only getting one star. Sorry, Canadians. Wait, where the fuck do we get stars from? We go from stars to letters. Letters. Well, the letters never really made sense in Greg's defense. <laughs> Thank you for going along with that for so long. For sure, eh? I mean, I'll give you an A because I have to, eh? 
<laughs> I really don't like how they make fun of Canadians, but I have to give them an A because uh, of Canadian math, eh? <laughs> you get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I guess I'll go first this time. For any listeners out there that are into uh, strength training or uh, <clears throat> fat loss and uh, nutrition and uh, all that good stuff, uh, check out nerdabolic.com. Uh, it's my training log and uh, advice type column uh, at the Beard Strong on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And that's all I got for this episode of White Wasabi. Check me out at the Gregor Man. I'm um, on Twitter, Instagram at the Gregor Man. I'm making a big move. Coming at you with a new setup next time you hear me. Hopefully it sounds all right. What do you got, EJ? I got all sorts of stuff as usual. Thanks for asking, Gregor Man. I got check out at White Wasabi Pod on Instagram at White White Wasabi Pod on Twitter. Feel free to email us at whitewasabipodcast at gmail.com. Please check for past and present and future episodes of White Wasabi on Moot.tv. As you might have noticed, there's only 10 or so trailing episodes available on your streaming device. It's not intentional. It's just the way that our system works. And so if you want any of the back episodes, please just check out Moot.tv. Also follow Moot.tv on Twitter and Instagram. We now have an Instagram account there. We really appreciate everybody and all of your listening and motherfucking blah blah blahs blah 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 blahs also check out my personal accounts we are all spies on twitter we are all spies.com and s underscore pi underscore s on instagram for some awesome data bend pixel crazy artworks really appreciate it thank you sensei you gentlemen have a good night mood.tv said I didn't make the voices Then he made a bunch of voices Cause he's the Gregor Man I made some voices too But when I did that dude bitched me out I don't know why Cause he's the Gregor Man But sometimes we gotta get pissed out by the Greg Mail Because that motherfucker, he's got the master plan Cause he's the Greg Man Love you, Greg Man, you motherfucker